All right. Guess who's back? Back again. What's your record is back. Tell your friends. Um, this is the What's Your Record podcast. Did you have that rehearsed? Or did no, you no, I just up? thought about it. Oh, I didn't make it up. That's that's the great Slim Shady. It has uh, been a while. It has been a while. Episode. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. We're going on like almost two months because we did the last one before Fourth of July. But nobody gives a shit about that. No, it's uh, like a month. No, we did it before you went to. Yeah. Oh it's end wait, of no, that's July. right. Yeah. Well, end of <laughs> end of June. End of June. Yeah. So we're the end of July. Anyway. How's it going? I'm Jake Mazon, and I am very thrilled to be sitting next to, yet again, Mr. Tyler Penna and Grady Penna, what who a... uh, are now cultured because yep. they well, they went to Europe. Yep. Uh, Whole different people now. Yep. English-speaking Europe, but still Europe. How was it? Do you feel different? Grady, you can answer that. <laughs> Do we feel different? I mean, yeah, you, you just said we're a, whole, we're a whole different people, so I guess I guess that would so. And we don't want, yes. yeah, we don't want any details about what changed and how you're going to go on with your lives now. We had some profound realizations. Yeah. About life. About golf. About golf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah golf. About golf. Yeah. It's Love hard. Golf. Yeah. You didn't know that when you were I, out I, here. You had to go to Scotland to I figure out that golf. I thought it was going to be is, easy. Yeah. No, it was. It's not easy. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that you're back because is this ep- this is episode nine? Episode yeah. Nine. Oh man, we're almost gonna hit them double back, digits. This is the back to the basics episode. I can't believe we've actually made nine of yeah. these. Free for all, wild card, meaning there was no theme. You just got to pick a record. I mean, I guess always the under. It's not a theme, but the underlining guideline should be trying to go for a record which the other people haven't heard. Um, mm-hmm. How how'd that go? Because I could say I usually try to pick a record that Jake won't like. So. See, I almost went with that for this one because there was no theme tying it. But then I got really into the record that I heard, and I was just like, "No, everybody needs to hear you know, this record." It's kind of funny you said because the record I picked um, was actually from this band I had not heard of before my trip to the UK, and we were in a bar, and they were playing some ra- like Spotify radio station in that bar. And this band came on. I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool. So I shazammed them in this bar. And it was this band. And I was like, okay, I'll check them out. And I went and found the album that I picked this week. And I listened to it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is this is pretty dope. It's so, super uh, cool. It's, it's not from this year like yours is. but It's weird. Like, Spotify was so different over there. Because you know how you, like, have to drive on the wrong side of the road. I mean, Spotify is, like, everything's in all reverse. The, all the songs so are backwards. It's it really hard to, like, listening. figure out what it was. We had to, like... Use this yeah. special. We had to put it into editing software, reverse and then put, the file, right, and, and then, then put, put it, it through Shazam. Of course, it was Scotland's just... still the UK, right? Even though it's like it's northern. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. See, that's Scotland, why we that's why Ireland, we left over there. Those people like they England. drive on the wrong side of the road. Their beaches don't have sand; it's all rocks. Like that's why we fucking left. Go look at my. Uh, I mean, okay. why <laughs> why drive on the wrong side of the road? Well, the, I mean, wh- who who and why one thing i noticed was they they pick and choose like random measurements for instance sometimes they'll use meters Mm -hmm. like they'll use the metric system and then other times they'll use yards or miles miles. like different road signs will have different measurement like and i'm just like can you guys just pick something and stick to it like if you're gonna go on the left side of the road that's fine you're gonna go like the metric system great that's better than what we have but like use it then don't just pick and choose random different oh you think the metric things. system is better than what we have because i have it's better a, a choice phrase for you love it or leave it <laughs> get out 
get out of my country. Yeah, seriously. Go. <laughs> the imperial oh, system God. is Send much Grady superior. back. Send yeah. Grady back. Um, anyway, Send so back. no theme. We just got to pick records uh, that we liked, that we were into for whatever reason, and I guess we will explain that. We have reviewed the presenting order, which we know is everybody's favorite part of the podcast. They're like, oh, are they going to mm-hmm. remember who went first last time? They better not fuck it up. Or I'm not gonna listen. So yeah, that's, that's really. I think up. that's what I've heard. It's really the. Uh, that's what I've heard. The one factor people care about, I yeah. think. So that's the only two star reviews we've gotten have been like, you guys did the same order as last time, and it really threw me off. I know. Like, where's the, the where's ice the turns variety? reviews have just been coming in like no other. It is, it is somehow tough out there. reviewing it, even though we're not on iTunes. That is also yeah, that's also weird. Yeah, I was very it. I was just... very confused about how we were getting these negative reviews on a platform that we're not available on, <laughs> um, but whatever. This this time we're living in, huh? All right, so Tyler's up first. Tyler, what's your record? All right, so I picked uh, what I consider to be one of the classics. This is Bob Dylan's Nashville Skyline is the record. Uh, This one for me was a little bit less listened to from the Bob Dylan catalog, I guess, but um, one of my favorite ones from him, actually. I think what I like about it is that it's just a little bit different for him as far as the instrumentation and the band um, and the fact that he's not using his normal backing band, a.k.a. the band, for most of his uh, career he had the band behind him. Oh, the band is Bob Dylan's backing band? Yeah, well, they originally called Mm. the Hawks, I guess, but they changed their name to the band. Wait, how many albums are they his band on? Quite a few, like right before this one um, was John Wesley Harding, which like that one makes well, it. But like, are they on Blonde? No, on Blonde? No, they they weren't on um, John Wesley Harding. That was another Nashville record. Okay, but uh, yeah, they're on they're on most of the records right before this, and then after this, and they played like a lot of the stuff live with him. But yeah, I mean, so they were they were his backing band for a good chunk of years. Made a lot of good music with him a lot of hits and all that but anyway so this record nashville skyline uh he recorded it in nashville as you may guess wait wait wait. when you say bob dylan you mean robert zimmerman right the famous (laughs) recording artist robert zimmerman okay robbie's the mystical bobby d as uh, they call him yeah yeah uh yeah it's funny when he gets like arrested and shit or like hassled by the police like no one knows who it is they're like who is robert zimmerman i don't know this man why is he in the news (laughs) but uh it's funny anyway so okay so nashville skyline he recorded in nashville and he went this is the one that critics or reviewers would say he went full country on because it's not only recorded in Nashville, but used st- uh, studio session musicians from Nashville as his as his band for this record. So it's a little bit different for him. He does a duet with Johnny Cash to open the record up. And he did, I guess, a, a few duets with Johnny Cash, but this was the only one that made the actual record. Dude, they did but, 18 songs I read, and I guess yeah, you can get bootlegs of it, but I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, Have I've you never heard che- any more of I've it? I've never checked those out. I okay. think maybe I've seen another one live at some point, but I've never checked out that bootleg. But I was reading that, too, and I was like, damn, I got to gotta put in you know, the time for this one, too. But anyway, so... The the musicians on this record are kind of interesting. Um, you got Bob Dylan, obviously, on his normal harmonica, guitar, vocals, a little bit of keyboards here and there. And then 
the rest of the personnel on this are basically a bunch of famous Nashville people, whether they're session people or whether they're Johnny Cash backing band members. Um, but they're all like super notable country Western people, um, musicians. So Norman Blake, Kenny Buttery or Buttray. No, butter. Um, I like Buttery. Kenny Buttery. Kenny Buttery. I like to call him that, but no, Kenny Buttray. I'm not really sure how you say Buttray. his last name. Um, you got Johnny Cash on one song, Fred Carter Jr., Charlie Daniels, who I, had. How did you not say him like second after Johnny Cash? Well, I'm just <laughs> reading down the list of the, of the liner note listing but he so charlie daniels had that song devil went down to georgia super famous hit country oh. western hit anyway he plays yeah. bass on this and some guitar but yeah anyway he had a bunch of people i mean there the list goes on but there a lot of them were from johnny cash's band which i thought was kind of interesting but um yeah it's it's an interesting record because of the sounds that those guys add to it and the instrumentation they add to it there's like steel guitar uh like pedal steel and then just different different types of guitar that you would never hear on many other Dylan records. Um, but anyway, I'll play a song from it, and then we could talk about what we all thought of it. So I think I'm going to play, even though I don't think this one's maybe the best rep representation of the sound on this record, it's one of my favorite Dylan songs ever, so I'm going to go ahead and Do you have all of them hearted? It. Well, I just favorited the album. So when you down, when you say just, like save the library, it hearts all the of them. Whole thing, yeah, which is kind of weird. I feel like that should be a separate thing, but that's a discussion for another time. Anyway. Yeah, Spotify. Uh, okay, but how, I will say this before you play Spotify? it. I just saw your response to the Instagram group message or whatever. Like we were all on Spotify <laughs> listening to the playlist like an hour before like getting ready, but Tyler just listened to his record. Like Grady <laughs> was listening to mine, I was listening to Grady, and Tyler was just listening to Bob Dylan. Yep, over and over. <laughs> Listen to his own. And I said it's because it's the it's only the one, one I he like. likes. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you'll see. Okay. Anyway, we'll see if that's so true. That, yeah. So this is my favorite, one of my favorite Dylan songs. Um, a lot of people have covered it. I think some of the covers are pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like the live version of this he does on the Bootleg uh, Rolling Thunder Review album a lot. I actually like that version better than this one but i still like this one a lot so it's called tonight i'll be staying here with you i'm gonna play it right from the top the window Throw my suitcase out there too Throw my troubles out the door I don't need them anymore From the tippity top. Alright. So yeah, so I think on that you can hear a lot of what he's kind of going for on this record. I mean, there's better examples of the more country western sound but even the 30 so seconds i play to that you can hear like he's got kind of this softer tone to his voice he's not really doing like his normal dylan type vocal style where it's a little more raspy a little bit more like uh abrasive it's, mm. it's a little bit laid I, back mm. there's no harmonica almost at all on this whole album which is interesting um which yeah, actually i really little. like because 
my least favorite thing about Dylan is a lot of his harmonica playing. Not that it's all bad, but just a lot of times it can be very over the top for me, uh, sonically. But the other thing you'll hear is like, you'll hear some organs, keyboards. Um, you'll hear a little bit of pedal steel guitar. You'll hear uh, just a more country twang to the guitars uh, on this record. And, and all that um, can be heard like throughout in bits and pieces. Sometimes it's super in the front. Sometimes it's more laid back and he's doing more of a Dylan singer songwriter vibe, but the whole thing comes together in a very country Western um, at kind of country Western feel or country Western tone. And so that is different. Some people like it. Some people don't like it, but I will say that this record kind of comes at an interesting time for him. It came out in 1969. So it was like after his motorcycle accident, uh, after he kind of went off the radar for a while and then he came back and he did, uh, the one before this John Wesley Harding. And then, and that one was kind of different. Uh, the songwriting style was different. He was writing a more, the lyrical themes were different. They're more, there's biblical stuff in there. There's different styles. Lame. No, yeah. But <laughs> then he comes with this one, which is another kind of different type of record. But, uh, it, this, this is kind of, to me, the era where I like to say that he's actually trying to sing. He, he's actually putting yeah. forth something where that's more, uh, vocally, acceptable t to a mass more massive audience i don't know what you'd call it but he's he's trying like you Vocally can kind of adventurous yeah you can hear in his voice that he's he's trying to actually be a singer I yeah think. i don't know if adventurous is the right because i think it's more of a playing it safe being like i think by that point he knows or he's read enough of, or maybe he wasn't reading music press i mean like i hear a lot of people you just don't read your own press or whatever because people are dicks but I would say, like, one of the most detracting factors from a, people who say they don't like Bob Dylan is probably his voice. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, totally. For so sure. this was totally like, I'm going to be a regular guy now. And he, mean, at first he tried maybe, to say but, but he's that also it's because he stopped smoking out. cigarettes and my voice just changed. But then later he was just like, no, nah, I did that on purpose. But yeah, but he's also is... coming at a time where, like, he was totally off the radar for, like, a few years when he, when he like, crashed his motorcycle, which is also a weird thing because it was, like never really documented by police and there was no ambulance called but he apparently like broke his neck but he was never in the hospital but there, there's a lot of stuff that goes around that but he said like oh i crashed my motorcycle i healed and recovered but honestly i wanted to just get out of the rat race so he like was reaching this point of like a lot of fame and he kind of like goes off the radar he does like the basement sessions with the band for a while and then he's coming back and he's doing these different styles i mean it's just a, a totally it's a big departure for him and it's it's way after the whole i'm i'm going electric phase which yeah. i think was like a fuck you to the critics yeah. or like a fuck you to like people that liked him or disliked him he was like i think that was more not to be pigeonholed as just a folk right guy. right and this is what, more what like, album is this in his discography nine. i mean it's kind of smack dab in the middle it's number of, it's number nine yeah. and i would really? say the big thing that i in wrote 69? down about this record yeah he started early dude. his he first one 62 i think no i think he started in the late 50s I'll have to that's look crazy it up. this dude's still alive isn't that unbelievable I know. Dude, and I've seen first, him live, too. It's first amazing. First Bob Dylan album is six, self-titled is 62. 60. Yeah, 62. But, but he started playing music in 58, I oh, think. for sure. But, um, but seven I would years, say... seven years, put out nine albums, that's... Yeah, people used to not take two to four years in the studio back then. Like, that's Look true. how many albums the Beatles and Zeppelin yeah. have for, like, how 
short yeah, of a time true. they were together. It was a lot faster because that's like that's how it worked there. Like yeah. then it was yeah. just like you're on a label and they want you to put out an album, two albums a year if you're popular. Well, you could yeah. make money selling records right back then so the rather more you put touring. out yeah now right. touring now, you gotta tour all the time bands put out an album tour for a year or more definitely yeah. and more then than write that, yeah. and then make a new out you know it's like so much longer if i were to describe this record and like this era for him i would put it I, I can't remember exactly but you know how itunes used to have that shit of like oh here's bob dylan at, at the basics right and then yeah. there's like what is it like deep ne- cuts i think that's the final one isn't deep it cuts. or like next step yeah I the next, next step, step i think so like there's like the basics the next step and then the deep cuts yeah. and this one i'd put like the next step it's not quite like as obscure as he's gotten as weird as he's gotten it's not as jesusy as he got for a little bit but right. it's also not like his basics so like when you first get into dylan you're like okay blonde on blonde free will and bob dylan like uh maybe highway 61 is like pushing into the next level but it's like you get all like it all back home and i would like to clarify that just because you're saying it's basic dylan doesn't mean like in the derogatory sense like no no someone a basic bitch no no not at all it's like a lot of his yeah a lot of it yeah maybe that's what they called it it. the essential 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 and then uh and then yeah whatever (laughs) but anyway this is like the next steps this is like you're getting into a little bit deeper a little bit more obscure side of him but also not a huge departure so i kind of like this era a lot i mean you got john wesley harding i like a lot blonde on blonde is before that i like that a lot highway 61 i really like a lot that's one but then after this you actually have self-portrait which i actually like which is a weird album by him very critically received very poorly um, and then New Morning, which I also really like. I like New Morning, Which I think too. that has the one, the song from The, Man the Big me. Lebowski. Yep. Yeah, that's oh, one of my like favorite song. Dylan songs. So those, uh, Nashville Skyline, Self-Portrait, and New Morning all came out within a year of each other. Those are both 1970 and Nashville Skyline 69. I think this is like a good kind of turning point for him and a good era. And then you have like the later stuff in seventy four and seventy five that were um, yeah, a please, little. Please, please say the name out loud when you get huh? to Desire, which is probably oh. my favorite. Desire is one of my favorites too, I for think sure. It's his best, and I so, love Blood on the Tracks too. Even though, well, yeah. no, we decided it's essential, not basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah essential, yeah. essential. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, so that's kind of what I think about it. I could get into like more of the music stuff, but I really like all the all the sounds, all the musicians, what they add to this. I think it's different. I think it has his his core there, um, but it's a little bit of a departure, which is cool. Especially, I've done a lot of I've put in a lot of hours on the uh, Dylan records, and this one is a nice one to go back to because it's just a little bit of a change up from like the traditional stuff. So. See, I, I'm one of those people who I've heard a lot of Bob Dylan songs, but I'm not really, I haven't really sat down with a lot of his records and listened to them, mm-hmm. you know, from start to finish. Yeah. But it's I like, see, on cool, this album, Brady. on this album, I've never listened to this all the way through, but I've list, I've heard more than half the songs. I mean, yeah, at La- some point. Lay you know, Lady Lay times. was like one of his right. biggest hits ever. Like, right. like that's a, number that's a big seven. Hit. I think in the like US that's the only one that like still like occasionally, because Bob Dylan doesn't have consistent set lists because he has so much material, but mm-hmm. that's the only one I know like still pops up a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to see Bob Dylan playing Country Pie. No, no, no. I mean, when uh, I saw him live off this record, he played Lay Lady Lay, 
and he played Tonight I'll Be Staying Here With You. That's I, cool. I like that song a lot. I think that is where he's at his best when he kind of blends the folk with the yeah. country yeah. with the jazz influence slightly you know like you uh, get with the pianos and stuff yeah you get his style but you get a little right. bit extra on top too. right I, that's my favorite when he blends mo- more of those styles on this record the ones i didn't like as much were where he was kind of straight just, up country. straight up just kind of rambling with the, the band you know like there was i think one or two instrumentals there's Nash- one nashville yeah. skyline rag that one's just like I an instrumental that. that's I like that one. that's one of my favorite ones they're cool the but like they, they don't do as much for me i like bob dylan for his weird vocals and and for his you know his lyrics and stuff like that um i i girl from north country so I've heard that one before, but did Simon and Garfunkel's because that shares lyrics with like Scarborough Fair, right? I don't know. Or that shares lyrics with a Simon and Garfunkel, uh, one or two Simon and Garfunkel songs. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were. After the other that. thing with that is, it's originally from Free Wheelin' Bob Dylan, and it's just him like playing a finger picked version of it with his yeah. regular voice, and yeah. I like that version a thousand times more. Yeah. Like I feel this yeah. one is supposed to be like, ooh, he's with Johnny Cash, yeah. which is cool, this but one, like yeah. weird. This I want to re-listen to it. Like weird. it's got a little minor switch or whatever that's more prominent when you hear him finger picking than just playing like the basic yeah. ass chords yeah. because yeah. he's a better guitar player than Johnny Cash is yeah. for sure. Can so I like, say Johnny- that when this when this song came on because it's the first track on the album, I was like, I did a hot take and I was like, or like a, a, a double take and I was like, is this fucking Bob Dylan? Because his voice sounds really weird on yeah, that song yeah. i don't like his voice it's on very this strange and it's it sort of goes back to the bob dylan-esque sound on the other songs but on this one in particular it's very strange and i i was like i thought it was another singer for half the track and then johnny cash came in and i was like okay well, so that's johnny cash so i guess that has to be dylan it's funny they like make mistakes on that song too like really noticeable weird timing mistakes and like weird strumming stuff and i'm not sure which one of them it is on the guitar that's making the mistakes but it's johnny yeah i mean there might be both honestly (laughs) because like there's mistakes like all throughout this record actually if you listen close like you can hear tons of mistakes but I don't know if I'd even call them like necessarily mistakes. It just has it gives it like a live feel. And I'm yeah, I'm and I'm cool more like, that. hey, this isn't my normal band. Like I'm sitting down with these dudes in Nashville and we're just gonna make this thing. And I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people hate it, like hate that element to it, but I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up. I think this is a, a solid Dylan album, you know. It it has some some cool little some cool little songs that you don't hear too often. Um I wouldn't say it's, you know, definitely S-tier. not his. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't think it's one of his best or whatever. And I thought it but, was interesting yeah. that I like the sounds you overall. picked this one or whatever. And I know James is a fan, too, because that's the first time I think I heard this one. But for me, the big thing, like when you talked about like not liking or not being into the instrumentals because you go to Bob Dylan for his voice and his lyrics. The biggest thing for me on that this one is like is the lyrics how basic they are like they don't have like they're just not as poetic as what i like bob dylan for whatever like there's none of the the satire the wordplay like being yeah. political and stuff like that and yeah, i get that, one i mean there's definitely up, a lot like, of other songs not on this record where he goes way heavier into politics like, like or there's like one in, song in on Uendos. here where he said like there was a line like and i read like on the wikipedia entry for it is short or whatever and like rolling stone like sucks this album's dick like so hard or whatever but like 
it was a little bit like selling out is kind of an extreme version of it, but trying to go more commercial with the voice or whatever. Like I would say like the musicians are talented and that's why I like the instrumental because like there's really cool where they do like a call and response thing at the ends and you can see whoever's on guitar and piano and stuff like they're good. But other than that, it's kind of just like meat and potatoes country to me. But there's one song with one line is like, and you can't have your cake and eat it too or something. I was just like, I never thought I'd hear Bob Dylan, like the guy that wrote subterranean homesick blues or like got his scathing is like masters of war or whatever. Like, using cliches like that yeah and the I other mean, big thing is is like true i guess this album is super happy and a lot of my favorite bob dylan songs is where he's pissed off like talking about like really important stuff like hurricane or like yeah. i said master of war and stuff and this is all like not babe i'm gonna leave you he's like I'm going to stay and this relationship's going to be great. And like, for some reason for me, <laughs> or why whatever, are you doing like, that? Voice? That's what I think voice. his voice sounds like. It's like a oh, weird, different kind like of a, Ray Romano, sounds, Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's that's Kermit. Like Kermit the <laughs> Frog Kermit right or um, <laughs> Cleveland from <laughs> Family Guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I, I said, I like the other version of girl from the North country. And what I wrote down is like, I think he could only make this album and have it do so well because he was already famous. Like, if he had come out like this, like, started with his voice like this or whatever, I think it would have fallen by the wayside or whatever. Like, because he had already established himself as, like, not only, like, a unique writer who's very talented and intelligent, but, again, his voice, while not might not be technically the best, it's one of his distinguishing traits. Like, the yeah. same thing. Like, they don't sound the same. But I think Neil Young's voice is an acquired taste, too. That high-pitched, like, nasally thing or whatever. Yeah. Like, because they're not singers, but they have something to say that, like, when you hear what they say, I don't care that the dude's not singing on key or whatever or that he's blowing right. all over the harmonica. It's like, like, it's like Dave Longstreth. Like, ex- his exactly. voice is, like, objectively pretty bad most of the time, but it just works. I yeah, don't know, totally. Though, I, I, I would disagree about, like, the, the no- notoriety on this, I guess, because you got to remember that for one, he had a few songs on here that became really big hits for him, which I don't think that would just happen just for no reason, kind of. No. But the other thing is that you got a lot of pretty big country names that play on this, and even at the time, they were they were already getting pretty big, and so you have a whole other audience that likes it just for that. I mean, I read something that said that he opened a lot of doors for like country rock or whatever. And like one of the bands that they dropped about it was saying like the Eagles were really into this record when the Eagles, their first couple written, I hate the fucking Eagles, man, (laughs) but I do like take it easy, which is on their first album. And that's when they were still like straight up country before they get a little more rocky. Yeah. Yeah, That song is fucking awesome, but I don't like the Eagles. I don't don't like the Eagles at all. Well, I I, think, yeah, I'm with the, I'm with the dude on that one. I, I was going to ask the question to both of you guys, which maybe is fitting after what Jake just said, but would you like this record if this was the first and only Bob Dylan record you'd ever heard? Sure. Yes, I would. I don't think he, I, he, would, he wouldn't be as big of a cultural figure like with an impact I, or whatever. Well, like, I know he's got some kind of award, probably like not a Nobel thing or whatever, but it, like a Kennedy. Like He is recognized for his contributions to fucking music yeah i I don't think this record would do anything for that i like this album i don't really share jake's viewpoint on on what he was just talking about i think especially given uh the backstory that you told me about how he like got in that motorcycle accident and this was sort of his first album back in a while to me it feels more like not his first but well kind of his yeah but it was very close in time it, it, it feels like he kind of was just thinking you know what i want to make more of like a country like 
bluesy like you know nashville album so i kind of want to just like i just want to get you know this group of musicians together that are big in this scene and just make like a simple record yeah you know? something well, that i can just kind of relax with in a way which is yeah and i, I think, think it's fine like sure it's not going to be you know his most profound work or like have his most biting lyrics political commentary blah blah, blah but yeah. like it doesn't have to make every album like no that, no no not at all i would compare yeah. it to like you know like i mean Bowie did that, like, not just, like, every couple albums, like, almost every album or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, starting after Less Dance, like, there's one where he tries to be industrial, like, early Nine Inch yeah. Nails. Like, mm-hmm. that's not I. That's not what I want from David Bowie, but it's cool that he did that because he's fucking David Bowie. Like, this yeah. record doesn't take away from the fact that he's right. Bob fucking Dylan. So, yeah, I, I think, too, he's established himself enough to where he can make an album like this. Yeah. And he'll still get hits out of it. Yeah, and know? on Grady's point, too, I think it's cool to see an artist like him where... He's been around for so long, like we were saying, and he's made so many records, and he made a bunch in a pretty short amount of time. I mean, the dude was just going through phases. Like, he was he was trying shit out. He was seeing what he liked. He was probably, you know, seeing, oh, okay, I, if I play with these guys, I can kind of get this sound. If I do this, I can kind of get that sound. And I think it's cool as a piece of his, of his own history of just kind of the phases he goes through and went through. Because, um, I mean, even now he still makes records like pretty frequently. And even now each one that's come out in the last, I'd say 10 years, maybe they all kind of have their own deal to the them, best yeah. one being his Christmas album, which if you <laughs> haven't heard that, Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. must be Santa. Yeah. We're not going to talk the best. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny too, to, to kind of see like when he'll play live, he'll change his own lyrics and like, he'll do these things of kind of like, it's almost like he's fucking with his fans a little bit. Oh, he can't. You know? He's earned it. Yeah, but he's I, earned I it. think, like, again, he can, like Grady just said, he can kind of do whatever the fuck he wants and people yeah. are still going to like it. So, yeah, I would agree. Like, he was already famous. He could make a record like this at almost no risk. But yeah. I also will, will say that there's another side of, like, using... Another side of Bob Dylan? Another side. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there's a, there's a flip side to it of, like... He had all these country stars, and he kind of just made this laid back, more kind of on the fly. I don't know. I'd be curious to see how long it took him to write some of these songs, like lyrically, because I agree. They they're, recorded they're a lot it simpler. in like four days. Yeah, but probably. did he write them all in four days? Oh, no. Who knows? Like, that's what I mean. I like, doubt it. When 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 did he write these? But there's only know. two years between John Wesley Harding and then this or whatever. So yeah. probably within that. I mean, he already had "Girl from the North Country" written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, right. let's, uh, let's go move to the on. next one. Right. The Jakes. Dun, 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 dun. That's me doing the people's court theme. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> the plaintiff. Originally, I was going to choose an album that I thought these two would absolutely hate. That would be a chore for them to listen to. Uh, and uh, But then I heard this record. and What were you going to pick? Oh, I'm yeah, going to well, save it because I'm still going to use it oh or whatever. But I heard this record and I liked it so much. I chose uh, Modern Mirror, which is the latest release from a band called Drab Majesty that are uh, they're from L.A., Hollywood area. Um, but when I heard this record, um, I texted like anybody that I talked to music about being like, holy shit, go listen to this right now. Um, I think it's super up my alley. They describe themselves as like it's it's dark synth pop. They kind of have like a genre tag that they use for themselves called Tragic Wave. Which <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that. I, I hate that. that. I hate it. I think the tragic Bad. thing or whatever plays into like the they're really into 
like tragedy or whatever in terms of like you know like the two like theater masks or whatever like comedy and tragedy or whatever like isn't they dress like up the like same Greek guy? statue isn't it the same guy it's like his two alter egos no it's well, two it's two it's two dudes but they have they have well, they're not alter egos they're like they're characters but it's I two thought people it's one in, guy but then he has a second guy that plays live with him no he's the second guy has been on in the band now in the band for the past two albums but it's okay. the one guy who goes by the performing like his performer name is Deb Demur yeah he writes all the stuff or whatever, but this album has the other collaborator, Mona D or whatever. And I just saw them live. So live their setup is, is that Deb plays guitar and sings. And then Mona plays all the synths and sings and is running like the percussion. Cause it's all, uh, it's all drum beats from a drum machine Jake, or whatever. I don't know. They both sang. Can yeah. I just say that, uh, you now hold the record for most recent album. For a, for a podcast, yeah, it just episode. came out. Uh, about it came out earlier this month, and their record release show was in L.A. last Friday, and I had the opportunity to to shoot it to take pictures for Mary Going Round magazine, and I have a phone interview with them on Monday. They're oh, on wow. tour right now. Yeah, so I'm super stoked. I was blown away. Um, I don't know about the journalism integrity here, then, Jake. You know? What do you? What? <laughs> no, that's a little like bias. Not. I mean, like, I didn't. I didn't get that. asked to cover it. Like, I listened to this record and I saw they were in town, and I asked our editor, "I'm like, you need to get me into this fucking show um, <laughs> because I think it's incredible." But yeah, so dark synth pop, major cure, new order, mm. Joy Division vibes, and I yes. think the dude's guitar playing, like he's said that he's inspired by Johnny Marr. It's like not as fast or as technical, but tone wise, I think it's right there. And the thing that I think is super awesome about him, the dude doesn't use a pick. It's all finger picked. Um, Sounds like Which me. was really cool. I, I'm to, terrible at using a pick. But I mean, like to hear it like with that, like super reverb drenched, like chorus pedal or whatever, I just feel like you don't hear it a lot. But uh, I'll you get into- no stinking pick. There's a whole theme running through the record, but let's uh, let's play my clip of it first or whatever to get a feel for it. 345, it. right? Yeah, so this was the first single called Ellipses. At 3 minutes and 45 seconds. Yes. that last little guitar melody and synth line in there but even just looking over at you your head swaying or whatever it's like it's like you're at an 80s club and like when yeah. i was talking to my editor cj about this like there are a lot of bands that are more like maybe on the dream pop side of it where you can tell like oh they're they're into the cure or they're inspired by this or whatever like I think that if you didn't know when this band came out or whatever, like you could be like that record sounds like it's from 1985. Not that they're like into bands that are from 1985. Like that's like right up there. Like vocally, if I were to compare him to like someone new, like some of the deeper stuff, like a lot of it reminds me of a little Ariel Pink and some other four AD bands. But I also think he sounds like the dude from Depeche Mode and even Duran Duran a little bit. But this album, the only difference for me is like the production. 
Oh, it's from, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot cleaner yeah, or whatever. And like that's the just because stuff, the, I, the technology, the synths yeah, the are newer. It feels much yeah. more drum digital production. as yeah. a whole. Yeah. 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 And like something you'd hear from the 80s. But um, he has the sound down. Oh, the sound. Really yeah. well. Oh, yeah, for the, sure. The vibe oh, is, yeah. is there. Um, so the album's called Modern Mirror. And I'm going to ask them this when I interview it if he considers it a concept album, but I think it's just thematically it's like he said it's a modern reinterpretation of the uh, the Ovid myth of Narcissus. And here's my three point summary of that. If you don't remember, you didn't look it up. Narcissus is a really good looking dude that's so hot that he's just into himself. All these girls throw him themselves at him he's just like no you're not good enough for me this nymph falls in love with him and follows him around and he's like get away from me ho like you're not enough you're not good enough for me she kills herself or gets lost in the wood her her name is echo and then this goddess named nemesis is like narcissus you're kind of a dick so i'm gonna curse you so he wanders to like a, a pool sees his reflection falls in love with himself and then he realizes that he can never be with himself, like, on the other side of the water, so he fucking kills himself. Wow, that dude um, was narcissistic. Exactly, <laughs> where the word comes from, young Grady. Yeah. So there's your grammar your grammar history wow, lesson there. Wow, what a fun little history yeah, lesson. Yeah, so I don't think, it's not, he, he said it's a modern reinterpretation, it's not a telling, but the major... Is majors, that going to be on the midterm? Yes, um, take notes. <laughs> but the study. major theme that I think runs through this record is how... Um, technology distorts our interpretation of love in terms of like how we communicate with each other in our personal relationships. And the other one is like the instant access and consumption of like sex, like via pornography and like sexualized advertising and stuff like that. Like for example, that song ellipsis, like it's like the three dots that you see the whole song mm-hmm. is about like two people texting, like how you see that someone's typing mm-hmm. and then it disappears because they're changing what they're saying because they're like second guessing themselves or whatever, whatever. So you, the way we have technology, like you don't have to deal, like it's a lot easier to break up with someone or like ghost someone when you do it through the phone than like going and looking someone in the eye and being like, I'm not into you anymore. Well, yeah. You have an uh, infinite amount of times to figure out what you're going to say. What you're going to say. Yeah. You can run it through. You can text other people and be like, read this. Does it sound okay? So that's like a, time it still ends up being shitty yeah, yeah exactly you're just a shitty person that's pretty much it so it's i don't know if it's uh, a full not concept. everybody Dark just, Tyler. just you know um just me everyone really. fucking sucks but uh but yeah i think this album is super solid um compared to the previous one called the demonstration uh this one is a lot more upbeat there are a couple slow ones like the opening track of dialogue like the percussion doesn't come in till like the end Wait, did you get all the all those themes that you just talked about from reading the lyrics or from listening to those? That, I was no, I was I was I was re I was reading the lyrics. Okay, I was and gonna I've, say yeah. I was like I didn't catch any no. of that, but I also no, didn't and I was read just read the lyrics. I was just texting Daisy or whatever. I'm like, this is the first time I've sat down and I've like read it. And I'm like, holy shit, because there's another yeah. line that I want to talk about, but like a dialogue. There's no percussion in it, and then I think it or not until the end, and then I think it's. Noise of the Void is also kind of slower, and I compare it to, it's, drone isn't the right word, but it's a a little more mid-tempo, and it kind of reminds me of the songs that are on The Cure's pornography, like when they went super goth and dark, but they don't consider themselves a goth band. 
Yeah, I mean, there are elements of goth. There's some droniness um, to this record. Yeah, but I mean, the record before this was way more mid-tempo and droney, and I think, and it's based on the percussion, like the double, the double bass taps or whatever on however they do it on their pads and shit like that. It sounds well um, to me, especially at least on that last song. They have like the drum bass going, but then they also have a, a synth bass. Synth bass, yeah. yeah. So that a, kind of sometimes oscillates in between when the drum's going. So which is a big New Order like thing bass. that had Peter Hook like on live bass or whatever, but then they also had their keyboard player doing the sub, right. like the like synth the bass or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think he's a really talented guitar player. Um, seeing them live, like you guys touched on it, like they have these personas or whatever, like they wear like all white makeup, they wear sunglasses, so like you can't see their eyes, and they're wearing blonde wigs for this tour or whatever. The way he presents it, like his persona, like he says like these songs are like given to him from like the artistic aura or whatever, like it's transmitted by him, like he's tapping into something Sounds like or whatever. A like, weirdo. Well, yeah, he's a little bit an interesting. Dude. And I would say seeing them or live, like not they were, even dude, maybe I they were know. both on. He definitely goes for the androgynous. Yes, thing too. exactly, <laughs> and the androgyny and like the kind of otherworldly persona, like not musically, but I would say like that whole performance aspect of it gives me major Ziggy Stardust vibes. Yeah, like this like character that's from out of the this world that's like commenting on so, how humans interact or whatever i will say that uh, a lot of times when musicians adopt weird personas like that it can eventually bleed into their music too heavily to the point where like their music becomes a parody of themselves and i think that's something that they should they should watch out for because but I, did you feel like that was happening here no or no no yeah. not at all are you I thinking of like a specific good. example of that I'm trying to think. I can't think of a specific example, but I've seen it happen before. Um, oh God, what is a good example of that? I, 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 not to like put you on the spot. I just, I no, was, yeah. If you had like something, like, but no, I get it. I mean, like, I would say there's probably an argument where you know David Bowie was always ahead of the fucking curve. Like, there's a reason why when he was done touring Ziggy Stardust, like, why he killed that character on stage, being like, I'm done with this. Because it would be yeah, easy yeah. to keep going, like, I'm this rock and roll alien or whatever, and, like, it could get played out. Um, I would say, like, unless you saw them live or you watched live videos of, of them, just, like, listening to it, like, I wouldn't imagine that these are two dudes wearing, like, full-on, yeah. like, full-body paint. I, like, their hands are painted, too, or whatever. I was just say that. I was just like, oh, wow, these guys are really, really fucking into a lot of the same bands that I'm into or whatever. But then I saw them because yeah. I was <clears throat> writing a review for the record or like getting ready to go see them. And I saw the wigs and like not just face paint. Like I'm telling like their hands like on the inside too, like fully paint. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, this it's, is going to be cool. It's funny you say that because like you put this on the playlist and then I listened to it maybe all the way through, maybe like halfway. I can't remember where I was, but I was like just starting to listen to it. And then some a friend of mine posted on her Instagram story a live show of them, which must have been the show that you went to. There were a lot Friday. of fucking people I knew at that show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was probably that show. So she posted like a live, you know, whatever on the Instagram story. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm like, this is that band? I'm like, whoa, this looks insane. And so I had to look up like some live footage and like live pictures and shit. And I was I like, need to see that now. whoa, this is I got way so many people... next level. I, I was like, this is not what I thought I was listening to. And exactly. then I listened to it with a whole different like, Cause mindset. then you can picture that. Cause I had people that when I was firing off those texts, I'm like, yo, you got to check out this band. You got to check out this band that now. who like didn't really respond. And then they got back and like, Whoa, is this that band you sent me? I'm like, yeah, it's <sighs> fucking rad. They were so, so cool. And like up there, I think they said like 
Thank You Los Angeles like maybe once or twice because it was their homecoming show or whatever. Like their record hit number six in like the Billboard like Heat Seekers or whatever. Like it's doing really well and this they're going. Did? Yeah, this record did, hmm. and it's only it's been out for a couple weeks. They're going on a crazy ass tour. They played with. Uh, They've toured Europe with that band Cold Cave a yeah. lot, who I haven't oh, listened to. That Wait, that, aren't they on, or weren't they on Lollipop Records? They started off on Lollipop, yeah, that, yeah which I thought I was insane. Shout out to to the homie to Wyatt. Wyatt Blair. Yeah. What up? Yeah. Um, and now they're on Days Records or whatever. But yeah, I was just blown away. And the Makes... one other line that I wanted to talk about in the song, mm-hmm. Noise of the Void, which at first I didn't like. I feel like it kind of kills the flow in terms of being one of the slower ones. But going with those themes or whatever about technology and how we like communicate with each other, one of the lines is, love is a panopticon. You guys know that? Yes. That term or whatever. The so it's... theory. The, I mean, dude, like I took a couple of classes in college that were like basically about the panopticon. So the panopticon is like, like a way uh, of building a prison where there's a single guard tower in the mm-hmm. mid, like the prison is round and it's built around this guard tower and all the cells face the guard tower. So and it's like a one way mirror. The prisoners right. can't see in or whatever. Theoretically, if the prisoners feel like they're always being watched, they're going to behave. They're going to behave if they mm. think they're being watched. And at that point, you don't even have to put a fucking guy in there because everybody's self-regulating that they think they're being watched. And I was just thinking like, with like, its implications on society. Well, in this or whatever, I just thought that was such a heavy concept to like associate with love, mm-hmm. but like going with mm-hmm. like the technology or whatever, like with all like the, you know, every different social media platforms being able to like text anybody that would be like, where are you at right now, babe? What are you doing? Yeah, you're or whatever. Like, you're find not, my friends. Yeah. Find traced. my friends or whatever. You can see when someone puts you on red and they don't respond to you. Like, where are they? I'm going to go check their fucking Instagram yeah. and see if they're posting pictures. Like, yeah. why are they ignoring me? So whatever, like that you're always being watched that you start to think about that. Like, I mean, not us personally or whatever. I think people experience this though. And you learn to like dial it back and learn what a healthy uh, use of this technology is in terms of being in relationships with people, but being like, oh, can't check in here or whatever. I don't want them to know like I'm having a cold one with the boys or something yeah. when I told her I was doing this or some shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I just thought that was a read the lyrics because again, I was just listening to it and sometimes it's a little reverb drenched in and well, you know, too deep. But when I was reading them, I was like, oh, fuck. I wonder if he read like, um, Michael or Mikael uh, Foucault, Foucault and yeah. like was inspired by that because he talks about how basically. Um, like the panopticon is a metaphor for how modern society is like creating these scenarios where we feel like we're constantly. It's like being 1984, watched. yeah, dude, like Big Brother is exactly where like everything we do, where we have an audience, and we're being watched, and we need to behave a certain way because of how we're basically creating our society around us. Yeah, but so we it's, also it's crave it. It's like a double-edged sword. It's like we want to be filmed. Like yeah. yeah, you want you want the fame like. And then you want to be famous. You want to live this life. You want to be perceived as living the best life by others. Well, you know, it's so like this weird. What I, what I will say though about the record itself is that it's it's a bit of a shame that you can't understand a fucking word this dude's saying. I know, I know. <laughs> because like I I generally that, don't go and read the lyrics yeah. unless I hear a lyric that I really like. Right. And then I'm like, oh, I need to go read all the lyrics to this song. But if it's just like. I just hear the singing and it's it's all basically inaudible. I usually will just kind of enjoy the song for what it is. And if I end, end up learning what they are through that way, that's great. If not, it's like whatever. 
So I didn't go and read the lyrics because I didn't think that was going to be that big of a deal. But now I guess I should go back and do that. Oh, that's, you! That's I, think you all, I think you. I think you always got to do that when you're listening, especially like for this one, we're picking it or whatever. Like unless I would say, unless you're going for an instrumental album or whatever, like that's always a bit like that's what why the Bob Dylan thing was a thing for me yeah, or whatever. I was gonna say it's like, a good contrast to the Bob Dylan that. one some that I chose. Yeah, it's like. The Bob Dylan one, because that's what you can hear the off, lyrics yeah. extremely clearly, but they're not as complex. No, and, and I didn't like what I heard them at yeah. all, but they're very complex. So you should read yeah. them. And but, I mean, that yeah. was that was honestly one of my my only critiques of this album was that I feel like he bathed his vo- his vocals. First of all, they're they're pretty low in the mix on most songs, and he bathed them in a lot of reverb and echo, yeah. which is fine for you know for some things and i think fine in this music but the rest of the music also has so much like reverb and effects on them that it sort of just doubles down on that and i think actually at least for some songs if he had reeled that in on his vocals or on something it would have been a bit more impactful um specifically with like the echo effects because he has reverb and he has echo on top of it so it kind of creates this echo chamber like effect um, with his vocals, which make them harder to understand. But other than that, like that's that was probably my one like real complaint about this album. Other than that, I, I really like this album a lot. I think he draws on a lot of interesting influences and melds them very well. Mm-hmm. Like it's dark wave for sure. That's probably like their main genre. Yeah. No, it's but tragic wave. Tragic yeah. pop, whatever the hell. Is it tragic wave? It? That they said? call it tragic wave. That, yeah. but also in the same thing for like the press release for this that you know they call themselves dark synth pop, which I think yeah. is the same yeah. as dark wave. Like, but also you know, like, um, there you know the uh, like on the song Long Division that reminded me a lot of like Cocktoo Twins. So exactly, yeah. they do have some of those brighter synth sounds and guitar tones Long that are more like um, that are more dream pop esque, like early dream pop, like Cocktoo Twins or yeah. or um, and even even some shoegaze elements. As oh, well. totally. Yeah, shoegaze. so they draw on that. They draw on shoegaze, dream pop. They draw on dark wave. They draw on like what would you call the Cure? Like what would you say their genre is? I've, pop? Uh, like dark, like, like dark pop dark or whatever. Pop? But they yeah, have full on pop. goth moments. Or like whatever. yeah, even goth like, elements. Yeah. They have goth. Yeah. They're goth, goth elements, well. but they're not a goth band. Like right. I think. Yeah. That's so their thing. I think they they use all those influences really well. Um, to to a degree where it's not like overbearing, where you're like, oh, this is they're just trying to rip off this band. Because yeah. then on the next song, you'd be like, oh, this one is more influenced by you know this style or whatever. So. I thought that was cool. Um, it's interesting to make an album that's this fitting for like that '80s sound. It's so but cohesive, not, but not yeah. feel like it's ripping the song off specifically. That's what the I, song yeah. "The Other that's Side" a cool thing. Yeah. really like that. I think that was my favorite. That was probably the most poppy on the album. I would say too. Yeah. Uh, but dude, that song totally the vocal melody straight up reminds me of uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf." Hungry like that the wolf. song was why, why I said Duran Duran. Yeah, like, it's yeah. totally vocally that song, he, he like, gets in that in that area. But the yeah. chorus totally reminds me of the. The, the vocal melody na, na, from that song. Na, and it's very catchy. Na, 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 na. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I like this album a lot. I think it's it's cool. I, I'd never heard of this band before. Um, so this was a, a cool cool little pick, I think. Thank you. Uh, Tyler, anything else? Um, did you like I, it? Grady, Grady covered a lot of it. But yeah. I don't know. I So the first time I listened to it, I did not like it at all. You came I over to me. I texted Grady and I was like, did you listen to Jake's pick yet? And he's no, like. No, you walked, you came over to the house and you're like, do you listen to Jake's pick yet? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't think so. Not yet. And you're like, oh, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't think you were going to like it. I think when I like looked up the whole 
personas and the performance and all that, I kind of got it more. But I mean, this isn't stuff I would normally listen to, like on I'm a day to day. But I I think like what I said, which is that it's very rare that you hear this much of an 80s sound where he's executing it so well, but not ripping anybody off directly. Mm-hmm. So like that element of the record, I really like because a lot of bands, I feel like they're just like, well, I'm going to be like an 80s band and I'm just going to like basically rip off everything. Yeah. Or have like from the 80s. I'm going to have like, this song's going to be a Cure song. Yeah, like in this the stop, is my like Cure song. Yeah, this exactly. is my Duran Duran song. You know, this is my whatever. But yeah, this one, I feel like, he does his own thing, but like you said, you could also just like be totally engulfed in that era by listening to this and just feel like you're right there. But I think I agree with Grady a little bit on there are some pitfalls to the way he does the vocals. And again, like I wish I could hear more of the lyrics as well. I like his voice. Um, like he has a cool voice. And well, I think it fits the music well. That's yeah. what I was going to say is I think that the pitfall is like a lot of a lot of bands do this and not not just in this style but across the board in many genres they cover their voice up with one thing or another that oh, because totally they're self-conscious of, of yeah, their voice because they're not vocally confident i'm totally and, guilty and even of that. though they may have a really cool voice it might not be the best like classically trained vocal style but it's like they have a cool interesting voice and then they cover it up with something and it draws away from it versus add to it i don't know I'm not going to say that this does that 100% because I get it. I get what he's doing and I get the effects he's adding and, and what he's bringing to the table by by putting his vocals through that many effects and it adds to the genre and the feel and the ambiance. But I agree with Grady in a degree that, yeah, it covers up a lot of the lyrics and it covers up maybe what could be a really cool voice that doesn't have that many effects on it. But I don't know. I, I think I definitely did. I definitely didn't dislike this album whatsoever i think it took me a little bit more research in order to comprehend and appreciate what was happening so that could be a good thing or a bad thing for this band like yeah no i i get it because i I was gonna say like one other thing that they pointed out about like you know i don't i wouldn't call it a gimmick or whatever like the dressing up and the character thing or whatever because it used to be you know pretty common in rock music or whatever like the Beatles doing like Sgt. Peppers or whatever or like Bowie like having his different personas or whatever and they just said that just doesn't really happen in popular music anymore like whatever you call contemporary rock bands or whatever like they said that if you go see like contemporary rock bands like I I can't even like I don't know like Imagine Dragons or like 21 Pilots like it's going to watch it's going to watch a glorified band practice or whatever like there's no performance to it and like you know I don't want to speak out of turn here because like I'm not that well versed in it like I don't think Lady Gaga like does characters she's changes outfits a lot kind of like Weird Al does like it's definitely a stage show but there's not like a bunch of like there's not a lot of subtext behind it as far as I know Um, it's more just like she's had phases where she's like kind of being this character but like not like an actual alternate persona just like she's really into like monster glam or something something you like know, that like, yeah she's gone know. through like phases like fashion phases I should or like say. i guess, the, guys, I guess the, what about hannah montana well, and miley cyrus and i guess the biggest one that i can't believe i brain farted on this or whatever person. but <laughs> it's where it's where that's the, my point <laughs> the visual presentation like kind of makes up for how shitty the music is would be 
would be Kiss, but they yeah, did it yeah, to yeah. give some like something else to watch because it's like, hey, our music's not that good or whatever, but we're gonna give you a stage show. Whereas yeah. like Drab Majesty, obviously, I think is more musically talented than Kiss by a long shot, but it, it's oh, just that's one extra thing that yeah. like like you said when you saw them, you're like oh shit, now I'm kind of more interested than when I had just heard it. It's just right. like one extra thing. And that's why like, I was saying, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for them because like, I feel like some people could be just like listen to them once and be like, meh, and then like walk away versus right. not, I don't know, like it's hard with a band where you don't get the full picture just in the music. Like you have to like, to get the full picture, you have to do yeah, the Yeah, because even research. like the but album cover. Not, but it's also really cool. So yeah. I, the album cover, he's in the costume, like wearing the leather jacket with the with the full makeup and stuff like that. But again, unless you went and watched like live videos, you're just like, this could just be like a stage picture, like a one time thing. Not like every time he's out in public, like performing his drab majesty, like yeah. he's dressed mm-hmm. up like well, that. And there's also bands that I've seen live where I'm like, that was fucking amazing. And then I'll go back and listen to the records. I'm like, this is unlistenable. Yeah. Like, no, so there's like that huge contrast of yeah. like, oh, like I get it live. They have this whole performance and this big thing and it's like really cool and then on record it's unlistenable but this is not that at all so it's like yeah i I don't know and the only last thing that i want to say and again this is more about like going to see them live or whatever it is one of the most because you know like i don't pitchfork covered it or like it's getting indie press or whatever and stuff like that this album but yeah but the crowd was so eclectic and so diverse in terms of the kinds of people that I saw there or whatever. Mm. Like there were full on kid, like people in goth garb, like Susie Sue lookalikes or whatever, wearing the big boots. There were punk kids in sleeveless shirts or whatever, like with bullet belts and stuff. There was like a group of rockabilly dudes with pompadours there and stuff. And the other thing that like, I mean, it makes sense. I just wasn't expecting it. There were a lot of older people there, Hmm. like an older parents, like bringing like younger kids. And like the only thing I can think of is like people our age or like younger who are like listening to new music that comes out being like, oh, mom and dad, like this band sounds a lot like all the bands that you like or whatever that like grew up liking that kind of music. We're getting to that era now where like parent, like young, younger parents, they are, the 80s is much their era. Yeah. It's very much their era. It's like, I don't know. I or. Maybe not. Maybe we're a little bit past it. Like, but their kids, the kid. Okay, how do I say this? The '80s parents are like their kids now are like at show going to show age, right? They're like yeah. their kids are now going to shows, and so yeah, you could be like spot on with that. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, I'll um, we'll we'll see if it's relevant. But I have that interview with them on uh, on Monday, and I'm very stoked. So check out Drab Majesty, Modern Mirror. It's fucking awesome. And then there was Grady. And then there was me. Yeah. Wow. Going okay. last. Going sucks. last. It does. I'm like. Well, like that's all the first. time we I'm have here. Asleep. On lunch <laughs> I'm already asleep. And we got to go to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you, you know Crosley. what they say. Save the best for last. Yeah. Uh, Not on this show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, my, my pick is from a band called Space Captain. And it's the album All Flowers in Time. Like I mentioned earlier, I heard the... I heard this band uh, on the radio station at a bar in Scotland, and I thought they were pretty rad, so I looked them up, um, and I found this album. And my first thought was that it sounded like, um, at least the song I heard, it sounded like this other artist I had listened to, which her name is uh, Casey Johansing. 
Um, she's oh. kind of like a soul, an indie I, soul. That was almost my pick for this week. Yeah, so I knew Tyler really liked her because I showed her to Tyler. Wait, what song were Collusion. you listening to? In, or, or I was with you. So what song were we listening to in that bar? Was uh, it Blue? So, no, it Side was Eye? not from this album. It was oh. a remix. It was like her, It's like her only other, her only other song. Because I've um, definitely heard Blue before. I've heard Blue somewhere else before we ever heard that so no it's love line so that is a song on this album oh. but it's um jesse fisher remix so mm. that's like their biggest spotify song so it must have you know gotten popular on some radio station or something jesse fisher no <laughs> idea who jesse fisher is but um they remixed that song and i guess it was better or hit better on the radio or something so Anyway, um, so yeah, this album came out in 2017. The the band is they're they're pretty small still, like except for that song. You know, I don't think they have that big of that huge of a following right now. Um, but they're they're a Brooklyn based band. They call themselves Psych Soul. So like psychedelic soul, I guess. That's what that would be. I don't care. Um, is it? I guess. Is it psychedelic? It it's has elements of psychedelic. Psychabilly. Soul. Psychabilly. It's no, a psychabilly soul album. Um, well, they, they, okay, so for this album, uh, they said, they listed on their band camp that their their influences ranged from Thundercat to Amy Winehouse to Boney Vare. I can see Those were the those. three they listed, which I was like, that's bon pretty Bon Iver? I, ah. The Boney Vare is less so. I, I actually hear influence from other places, like a little bit Dirty Projectors. Uh, that's the first thing I thought when, when they, I put this on when last night. When they do night, some like of the like harmonies. And wow, you this. only listen to this last night? Jeez. More like the Dirty... When the Dirty Projectors do more of their I soul I listened to it sound, four times, though. I think it, it sounds like this a bit. But also, I don't know if you guys have heard of the artist uh, Napalm. Napalm N-A-I Death? Palm. No. N-A-I oh, no. space Palm. She's from the band um, Hiatus Coyote. I know yeah, that. I've heard I know of them. them. I so know them. I don't really like them very much, but she released a solo album under that name Napalm, um, and I, it's pretty sweet. It's it's like very weird, psychedelic, uh, experimental soul, very like guitar-driven, she's got, harmony, vocal-driven. Doesn't she kind of have like a raspy soul yeah, voice? Yeah, she has like a really raspy Coyote. soul voice. Yeah. So her okay, voice yeah. definitely reminds me of, of, of her. Uh, but on Space Captain, I think it's it's much more pared back. It's not as like as intense and raspy, uh, a like soul rasp as as Napalm. But I definitely get those those vibes from it. Um, but yeah, so why don't we go ahead and play a play a song? So this is Sycamore. I believe this was one of the singles. Um, as so, performed by Jake Mason. <clears throat> no, not, no. Not, as <laughs> not as performed by Space Captain. Uh, just from the top, this is uh, Sycamore. song with the really sexy saxophone solo uh me, i let, think let that's love notes. line yeah that's no nope, nope, i wrote on sycamore i sycamore think sycamore does so sax at the very too. end at mm-hmm. the very end yeah so, god yeah they that's they use sax on a couple of the songs and it's it's really nice i i for one i love saxophone it's like one of my mm-hmm. favorite instruments to who listen doesn't to. at least saxophone at least well what. i should say like tenor sax not not fucking like alto sax the, no? the high-pitched you don't like sax, charlie parker 
Not really. Charlie High pitched Parker. sax and really like low bass sax, I don't really like. Ooh, Sometimes, so yeah, baritone, not really. Sometimes it can be used well, but for the most part, that really like sultry tenor sax is what. Tenor sax is probably the most sonic. I think I used the word sultry in my notes for this album like at least three times. Sultry, yeah. Sultry, uh, salted meat. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this album is really cool. So like that song to me, um, definitely get the Thundercat vibes from that, from the bass line. How about the intro? The very first sound you hear. The clicking of the the Uh, drum Okay, the very first prominent sound you hear the, like the synth the synth yeah. like wow. james blake wow. yep that's for sure. yeah totally mm-hmm. and i also yeah. think she would um make it like she would collaborate really well with like flying lotus mm-hmm. or something like that would be a really cool hmm. collaboration yeah i could see that um but yeah thundercat definitely like i could see him playing bass like on this album if it if i knew it wasn't him um but i really like the mix of all the the genres the like the indie the soul the jazz the pop, um, the you know the electronic, yeah, extreme heavy. <laughs> no, yeah. Not that. Um, there's lots of like really cool little sonic textures. Like most of the synth sounds have like are very like weird sound. Not weird, like they they sound nice, but they're very different, I guess. Um, and just like all the extra in- instrumentation, the 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 saxophones, the guitar. She she uses a lot of guitar, and I think yeah. she uses it well. Like. The song, I think it's Cells or Hours, um, towards the end of the album, like is very guitar driven, at least for the first three quarters of the song, and then it kind of drops into this like big, like explosive break at the end, which I think there's, is really. There's cool. some pretty big moments of guitar of guitars. Yeah, on this. I wrote down Hollow. I love the guitar on. Oh, Hollow. maybe it's that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that riff that, is really eerie. Yeah. It's cool. There's so there's like she. I think she makes a lot of really cool choices with uh, with what she has, and the songs that aren't as vocally interesting, I think she makes up for for the most part with the the instrumental choices she uses and the arrangement choices. Like a, f- a few of these songs, they kind of go directions that I would not have imagined, like how they start. Um, so yeah, I think as far as a debut goes, this is really promising. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to hear where they go next because this is just kind of the first album they really put out. They're not a very big band, so you know if they get a little more uh, attention, they get picked up by a bigger label, maybe they'll you know, start putting out some... Well, and that's something that I noticed that was interesting because they don't have a lot of web presence in terms of, mm-hmm. like, having a Wikipedia, and then I found their website, but the first thing I went to was their band camp, and I'm, like, looking at their... You know, I'm looking at the album, and all the pricing is in great british pounds and i was just like they're on a uk label. yeah exactly but i'm like looking oh, you know weird. how sometimes in the top corner you're like did someone fuck with my currency setting or whatever because i was <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. they don't sound english but they're from brooklyn and they're signed yeah. to a british label i wonder I if that's like, why oh. they were i was thinking that that's UK. why you heard them over there because, because maybe, like, that's popular. weird i don't know i mean they play a lot of american music over there too though yeah, I mean, that's true but, but they have a whole different set of like pop stars that they listen to over yeah, there that yeah. we do not listen yeah. to yeah, like was um, that who's that one guy Charlie somebody that they really like? No, I also look it up. the so my two favorite songs on this album are probably Sycamore and then Love Line, which comes right after it. And I really like the sound of Love Line. It's more of that like um, Latin inspired jazz, oh. like bossa nova esque almost. Movie um, and they both have really good saxophone solos that I like. The pop star I was thinking of was Louis Capaldi. Don't know who that is. It's some newer pop star but frankie fettuccini remember um, that music festival that was going on in glasgow when we were there oh god i don't want to remember he was like one of the headliners of that festival i but. really liked uh i said the song daybreak 
I'm putting that on my sexy that's time playlist for sure. Wow. Sexy, sexy time playlist. Yeah, second, oh yeah, I got the sexy time playlist. That's the second so track, right? Yeah, that bass yeah. is. Oh no, uh, third track. That bass. Daybreak. Mm-hmm. We gonna be making yeah, lots love of, to lots of good daybreak. Break. So just a heads up to to Daisy. It's going on the sexy time playlist. So you should listen to this album. Lots of good bass lines on this album for sure. I said the percussion too. Like I just everything, and I just and I said her voice is just the perfect balance of sultry and raspy mm-hmm. or whatever like it breaks into the raspy a little bit but not like full-blown like i just yeah. like on sycamore it sounds very sultry and like buttery smooth but then on like the song like blue it's more it's it's weirder it's more raspy well, does, more kind of um bitter almost that was the way i describe she, it she does that thing that's like it's kind of hard to accomplish but she sounds how do i put this she sounds very big and very small at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's the best way I can put it. But no, like, I get it. Like, like this like really when powerful you... thing, but it's also this really like refined, like subtle thing. Like that Mitski song where she's like, "I was big and small and big." And exactly big. like yeah, that. I mean, you nailed it. The, the <laughs> bands I'm thinking of that do this well are like Big Thief. Um, mm. like, uh, what's the other band? Um, you mean in terms of like, you hear the Empress voice and you, of, you see the person, you're like, how's that coming out of that kind person of, but it, kind but, of thing? That's but like I mean Melba. more like sonically, it's like they're, they're being, they're doing something really powerful vocally, but they're also sounding so like refined. And mm. so, and it's not, it's not like this big belting loud vocal, like but it's Danzig. just like this powerful moment. That's where just and having, I, yeah. that's just having natural vocal talent. Yeah, like, like Brains, Empress of Big Thief, like those are some other vocal like vocals that Danzig. I'm not Danzig. Of. Danzig. No, we're not saying Danzig, god damn it. Jake. Do you remember we're gonna play the clip from Heart of the Devil again oh to show god. his vocal prowess? God lives as performed by Jake Mazon. That one you'll let me do. Yeah, I like, I like that album. But yeah, I mean, the first thing I thought when I like looked at this and I listened to the album, it's like, yeah, I did get to it last time. I mean, it's kind of the reason why I didn't put like my we made this playlist before you guys went on your trip and why I didn't put anything on there and why I didn't touch it because I'm just like, I don't want to get burned out on it. Like, yeah. and my yeah. thing is typically like I'll start normally I start listening during the week of and we're doing it earlier in the week because normally we do it on a Friday, but it's Wednesday. Uh, Damn it, Jake! So I was always—I was thinking it was Friday. Now I you reminded me I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, guys. Um, but I listened to the record four times or whatever, and it had that effect on me to where I was just like, "How much more shit do these guys have?" Because this is really good. And I know it's on their website, but it just seems like how many people are like actually in the band full time? Because it yeah, sounded like they pulled in a lot of people. Up. Like they had someone who played with Thor. fucking Prince. I think three like, or four full time, and then they have like a rotating yeah, It's, it's somewhere in that list. It tells yeah. you. Like, That's what I was trying yeah. to look up, but they have appeared with Bad, Bad, Not Good. Interesting. Makes sense. That's good, a good, not bit. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's good, good, not bad. Bullseye. That's uh, good, good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really solid. And, uh, I would definitely look forward to something else that these, these guys put out. Um, I mean, it, this album came out in 2017, so theoretically they're, you know, they're due for a new album soon. I know. It's the other first thing I did, I mean, again, like this speaks to how good it is or whatever. And you're on Bandcamp the way it's laid out. I'm just like, okay, so when are these people playing near me? Because I need to go see them. But they only have like they're, one show lined up in Brooklyn right probably now, which is really where they're cool from. They're probably see live. Uh, I, I would definitely go see them. Yeah, especially um, if they have like a big band. But again, I'll those. go, and this oh, isn't a... shows. Oh, more? Yeah. Oh, anything around us? It's like uh, it looks East like East Coast. Coast stuff. Well, fuck that. Um, 
But what was I going to say? The one thing, and it's not a de- it's not a detractor because I get a it. It's hard. Just fell like in the kitchen, and no one is in there. Ghosts. Maybe ghost cat. Gotta be ghosts. Either a cat or a ghost. Ghost cat. Or an alien. Uh, but I was going to say, there are definitely elements on some songs that are psychedelic, but that's something yeah. that, like, once I looked it up, they're I kind of... Uh, I wouldn't call them psychedelic soul. They have played near us, so there is hope oh, those are, for the those future. Are past These are past dates, dates yeah. but still, they've uh, they've made their way to California. Hope is alive. California? Yeah, I would Not for sure Southern see California. Though, Only oh, well, like Berkeley that, and Sacramento, it looks like. Those don't uh, count. If it wasn't on the OC, is it really oh, California? You could go to Berkeley, come on. Yeah, some good weed. I never tell you, I was walking, you know where People's Park is in Berkeley? Like the park where all the homeless people yeah, are? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the I was main, walking. It's like the main park. The first there. time I ever took my younger brother Luke there, I was walking or whatever, and this guy comes up and he's like, hey, you need to buy some weed? And it's like, there are millions of dispensaries around there, so I'm probably going to go buy from a professional place where it's like legal instead of from a dude where I don't know where you got that weed. But I was just like, nah, man, I'm good. I, I brought my own, actually. And he's just like... <laughs> Well, it's a long journey. It sure be a shame if you ran out before you <laughs> oh got God. there. And I was just like, yeah. well, thank you very much. I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to buy some weed? Nah, man, haven't you heard? I can do that at a clinic now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's sad. Haven't you heard? I can That's do that sad. from a person. Yeah, undercutting the hard working. I can have that delivered now. Yeah, so oh, I don't yeah. go outside That's for that. That's true. But anyway, uh, I enjoyed all these records. Yeah. Without the use of drugs, kids, they wow. were all really good. So Impressive. don't do drugs. And uh, maybe maybe we just needed a, a break, you know, for everyone to pick a, a record that we all like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A break, a, a break. Yeah. So so we'll we take another you, month off. Yeah, yeah. see you in a month. I mean, we were doing them too consistently that we were. No, nah, I, nah, I honestly think it's about the theme. I think we had like a free theme, and we actually got to have some freedom. Like all my picks. That have like tried to fit into the, a weird theme. It's like it feels. It's like yeah, mm. I like this, but it's kind of like it has to fit the theme, and right. also they haven't. They've had to have not heard it, and it's just speaking it's a of lot. themes. We should uh, we should make our picks and then wrap wrap it up and, and let's, figure let's out what do we're doing that. next next time. Yes. All right. So let's. Uh, I don't even remember the record besides that Grady's winning. Um, uh, I think it's like three one one or something. It's yeah, like we each have one. one. one, one. Yeah. You see, every time Here's I remember it as one, one less, and then Grady just keeps Adds saying one. like, "No, it's actually one Typical more than that." Grady. Let's just say I'm I'm far ahead. Well, okay, how many episodes <laughs> have we done? Nine, okay, nine. but we didn't we didn't so, vote wait. on the first one or yeah. the first two. What? No, first. Oh, wait, no. I thought we did. Whoa. No, I don't think. No, wait. because it was called not the first one because it was called something different, and then we got in that legal trouble. Okay, hold on. So. So let's we, say one we've we done tied. seven yes. then. Because so, this one doesn't yeah. count, the first one doesn't count, so that leaves seven. No, but one we tied. Okay, I'm, I know, I'm getting to that. Okay, so it'd be... So it'd be... Four, one, one, and a tie? Is that how we're four, remembering five, it? Four, five, six, and a tie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. So four, okay. one, one. But I want an appeal okay, episodes right, Grady, where Grady admits it. that the Smith's record was the That's best true. one. Like There's I'm gonna take you. Yeah, I'm going to take my, you. We're going to do a score. court episode where I plead my case about why Grady was wrong and he admits the errors <laughs> of his way. We'll do like... <laughs> do the people's on, for like theme. episode 100, we'll like do a rehash. Like side stories when we start a Patreon or something. That'll be exclusive if you guys give us money. Can you guys support our Patreon? Click subscribe. Give us that thumbs up. Wait, wait, yeah. I've been low key like thinking about starting a Patreon though. Who's gonna for give yourself? us money or for no, this? For, li- for this, I don't know how Patreon works. I don't know. How People give us either. money to sit here and do nothing for so we can reason, go buy dinner. The afterwards. word Patreon, yeah. I don't know why, but it reminds me of a movie theater, and I just think of like 
selling oh, tickets. Now why am but I thinking I think it's because the... the Patreon is a no. That's the Metreon. You're I thinking of the Pantheon, bro. Pantheon. Pantheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pantheon or the Parthenon. Let's or, let's uh, let's do our picks. Or Monty yeah. Python and the know. Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> that's a movie. That is. There's the there's the full circle. Okay, that's a movie. Your pick. You went first. Oh, I pick first. Okay. Well. It was tough. I, I did really enjoy both of these, but um, I think I'm going to go with Space Captain just because it's much more up my alley. All I right, and I do too, and I knew to that it. was going to happen. You can't just give me this or whatever, so I also vote for Grady. So wow. Grady wins. Grady, what do you Wait, pick just for posterity? Yeah, what do you, oh, what do you I, pick? I would pick Drab Majesty. Thank yeah, you, Grady. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah, that I would. That's pretty would. much how it goes. Uh, Grady votes Jake. for me. We both vote for no, Grady. No, Grady's I, pretty much split well, usually, dude. This week I the was like... The only reason like, I have um, a stand a chance is because of Grady. You know, I, Jake I, never picks I thought mine. I might have a chance. I thought I you were going to win this week. I thought I might. I thought I knew that it wasn't up Tyler's alley, but I thought that he would come around to it or whatever. Yeah, but it's all good. Space Captain is like going to go on my like regular listening. Like, I don't know. It, well, this is going to be like... To when be you fair, go read the Drab Majesty lyrics and have your heart broken and you no, really analyze your life, that. you'll be like, man, I fucked up. And then Dude, we'll have two appeal episodes. I'm just saying, I really like Drab Majesty, but I know for a fact I'm not going to listen to it that regularly. Okay. Whereas this is going to go on like my... It's because you don't like Spotify dancing and having weekly. a good time. Can I just say, though, oh, that okay. I heard this <laughs> sure. album and uh-huh. the first thing I thought of was, I need to get Tyler to listen to this album because yeah, I think he'll like it. Yeah. So, But I was go. like... At the time, we were in Grady Scotland, knows. and I was, like, trying to get him to listen to it, and I couldn't because he was, you know, we were doing whatever. But instead, Scotland he was thing. listening to country So pie. I was like, you know what? I'll just put this on. <laughs> yeah, he was listening to country No. I was like, instead, I'll just put this on the podcast, and then I'll have to fucking listen yeah, to then it. Yeah, that's true. Forced. Uh, but the fact that you liked it, I... It was a bonus. I didn't actually yeah, know thought, what you would think. I of thought Jake could be split on this one. Uh, I didn't know. I, I was... It was a 50-50 shot, but... Oh, no. If you, if you laid down five or six Bob Dylan albums in front of me, like on vinyl, I wouldn't pick this one. It's okay, but what? like... No, I, I, no I, I meant the Space Captain. Oh, no, but, I mean, from I, the minute it started, I was like, what the fuck is this? Way to go, Grady. Oh, uh, see, I, me see, see that check, was... Like, I, I didn't know if you are going to love or hate it. I was like ready for you to like tear it apart. Like, this is fucking nope. terrible. All right, well, was, there's a awesome. cat moaning in the background, yeah, so we got to really run. hungry. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, you think we want dinner? Like, yeah, just imagine the cat. Grady, what are you making Hasn't eaten in like four hours. He's really hungry. I was gonna make some some pasta with the oh. uh, heirloom tomatoes. And Sounds great. Ground chicken, gluten free. I don't know. Well, sugar free. I, I don't have sugar free pasta. pasta. I tried. Eating, can you leave the syrup out, please? I tried yeah. eating gluten free pasta and it fucking sucked. So I'm not doing that again. But maybe there are better ones. I tried so like for a all those one and it was bad. You with a gluten intolerance, Grady Penna says, fuck you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying that lentil gluten-free pasta is bad and I wouldn't recommend Which it. Which also means that Crosley is saying, fuck hey, people with gluten is intolerance. Is it bad or do they, you just not <laughs> care for it? That's it. You can't say that um, things suck. You well, just say you don't care for it. Every, it doesn't anytime suck. You, it's just not what you enjoy. Anytime a person says something is bad or good, it's an opinion. So What if they say it's bad, bad, not? good then that's what did they say band. it's good good not bad that's a good good okay. not bad all right bad anyway band. comment like subscribe i'm really What's gonna try theme? and push the oh well are we just well, gonna keep doing the general i was thinking if we, we could just do another general one which i'm fine with but i was thinking we could do a 70s theme and bring old man tony on because that's his old man, that's oh, his era. Old man tony is what he you- gonna pick vanilla fudge 
vanilla no, he's fudge. probably gonna pick like america or something plus <laughs> I've, I've been listening to a america. couple albums from the 70s a lot so okay oh, was, so you're already ready idea. i see well i don't know if i'll pick those let's just this, do what grady the reasons why he keeps winning yeah. um okay. favorite coed and cambria album <laughs> coming for big episode so, 10 jake pick something and me and tyler have no pick i will say <laughs> i didn't write down any notes this week and i feel like it's much better for me so i'm gonna keep doing that you, you, you still you, probably tyler. had the longest segment without the notes so you don't yeah. need it i don't need don't it need and it. i actually listen po- to what you guys say when i don't have notes whereas when i have them i feel like i'm just reading them the whole time like prepping and Keep, then i'm not paying attention well i didn't write notes about. for your guys's things which i think was good but tyler you just pulled up the wikipedia page on your laptop and like read well, that whole ju- thing no so. i did not read the whole thing i just, just read, read the, the band liner members you just read the band members anyway yeah. Jeez, in uh, 1972 right, i could get, I could get down with the 70s one but this one for sure we have to be honest with each other if you hurt if someone says they've heard it you can't pick it because there's a lot of stuff like if someone tries to play me a fucking queen album it's gonna be hard but if someone tries to pick a fucking queen album or a bowie album or a zeppelin album like just stuff that's like been covered to death that's on rolling stones like 500 albums you have to listen to before you die or whatever can i pick the uh the movie bohemian rhapsody Starring Rami Malek. Yeah, no. because that's better than the original. Doug I'm sorry, Rady. the soundtrack from Bohemian Rhapsody, sung and performed by Rami Malek. No, R.I.P. Except he doesn't. What if I pick R.I.P.? Yeah, he's <laughs> done. Did he die now. already? I hope so. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, there's a lot of young celebrities dying these days. These days, that's fucked up. I don't no. follow the news. Or Whatever. Yeah, he's weird though. He got an Academy Award for lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> he got an Academy Award for doing a fucking TikTok. Yeah, exactly. You know what? They took. <laughs> Millie Vanilli's grammar, Grammy away when they figured that shit out, and he's walking around like he's the toast of the so town. All I need to get an Academy Award is to start a TikTok. Exactly. Profile. Let's do it. And be rich. What's your record official TikTok? I, it's a little beyond my time. James can show us. James yeah, has made he, a TikTok. I, I've accepted the, the fact that I'm too old for that app already. Like it's 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 in the next generation. That's not so very lit of you, Tyler. Definitely it's not. not I, I've given up. Yeah. That's not yeah. very boss of you. <laughs> that's not even. That's very not lit, Grady. I can barely handle Instagram. All right, right so 70s next week. Uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna start. We gotta push the Mixcloud just because it's hosting all of them. I'm gonna change yeah. the link or whatever. Like. You know, it might not be as pretty looking as SoundCloud, but yeah, you know I don't want to pay SoundCloud to host all our shit. Mixcloud, it is. Yeah, you're not. Mixcloud. We're not even gonna put them on SoundCloud. No, so fuck you're it. Forced. Yeah, Go to so check it you out. You have to it's listen good. to it. It's Mixcloud. good because all of them are there. So if Probably you gotta, please still put them on SoundCloud. I'm gonna put them on SoundCloud. I've never actually logged into Mixcloud or gone on the website ever. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> wait. Who's Mixcloud? <laughs> Mixcloud. Charlotte. Miss Cloud. Who's Mixcloud? <laughs> All right. All right, we're done. We're, we're done. Right, we're done. Dunzo, thanks for listening. Glad to be back. Episode 10 coming Ooh. at you soon. We're going to have Ooh. Papa Tony in here. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. If yeah, he's we'll not see. playing golf. Yeah, right. we'll see. All right. All right. Thanks for thanks. listening, everybody. Until next time. Peace. Hit it.